Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. Hello, thank you, thank you, all four of you clapping on the automated clapping machine. Yes. <laughs> That is a that is a technical term, automated clapping machine, patent pending. Nice. Hello, I I am I am James Breakwell, and you might notice I'm doing the introduction today. It's because Steve is a terrible person, and he has taken a step back for this episode, <laughs> so I can bring us in. How are you doing, Steve? Good. <laughs> you taking the role of me, the one the one word answers. You sit sullenly in the corner. I well. No, I'm just I'm sitting back and marveling at the level of professionalism that you're bringing into the show. Automatic clap machine. I I haven't heard that term in years. It's uh yeah, there's like a whole hand crank and everything. We went old school. It's very very uh retro. The hipsters would love it. They you know, if they actually listen to the podcast, which they don't, but they should because it's incredible. Well, as you mentioned, oh. four listeners, which is actually an upgrade. I, I can't believe that you're not excited about the four listeners because we only had our mothers at first, and it's doubled. It is a it is a hundred percent increase there. I think that's the math. That that should be correct. Yeah, I'd, I'd ask you to double check me, but you're a psychology major, so I don't think you're any better at that <laughs> than I am. But we <laughs> have to have to trust ourselves. So what uh, what is our topic for today, Steve? All right, today. We are, you know, you suggested this topic, and it. I don't even know if this is a viable topic to do. It's, it's sort of an insane premise that you pose. It is a viable topic. Introduce it and respect the topic, Steve. Uh, it's a brilliant topic, and I will not hear otherwise. I can't believe anybody would fall on one side of this argument, but here it is. Compliments of James Breakwell. Um, and by the way, you didn't introduce either of us, but I'm hoping that okay, you'll get so there. You give me one shot and I blow it. I I'm just I'm giving you feedback on the fly here. You creative <laughs> you writing people after the show, not in the middle of it. All right. I am James Breakwell, the oh. side of the show that matters, the guy from Twitter <laughs> at Exploding Unicorn without the E. And this is is I was going to say friend, but let's let's go settle for counterpart. Steve Olivas, <laughs> turtle psychologist. Um, who is normally the one who introduces us, but we, we switched roles today just to see how it would go. The I, answer is poorly. I wanted is you that, to know how satisfactory. Steve? Um, I want you to know how difficult my job is carrying this load every week. <laughs> it's all on your shoulders. No wonder you're so stooped over. <laughs> wow, I'm glad you went there with that stem. All right. No wonder you're so stooped over. Well, the topic, as suggested by the unicorn, is, and people are going to start just slapping their foreheads on this, but cereal, do you eat it with the milk poured into the cereal? And I'm reading this right off the text that you sent me, or do people eat the cereal dry and drink the milk separately? What, what is that? This is, this is a, valid, a valid argument, and uh, it's what some people do. I'm, I'm going to admit I'm in the minority, but I'm in the correct minority on this. And today, this podcast is going to change lives. My God, four that lives. explains so, so much. It explains At the end so of this much. podcast, there will be four people who drink their milk separately and eat their cereal dry. But let's see. Let's see how the coin of fate... Actually, no, no. I'm getting ahead. Yeah. I'm being a terrible host again. We have to say something nice. <laughs> 
All right. Let you say something nice yeah. first. Yeah. You no. Ahead. You usually sit. You 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 uh, are the leadoff hitter on that one on this team. So I'll take as we reverse roles here. Uh, I did ask around Twitter because I'm curious what nice things other people have to say to you, and mostly because I, that well has run dry on my side of the table. So <laughs> I I needed some ideas, and uh, in aggregate, and I got a lot of responses. And if you sort of collect them all together, the most popular answer was, yeah, he's got a lot of followers. And so there you go. That's, uh, that's what I'm going to say. That's what Twitter has to say to you about you. A nice factual statement. I don't know. Is this a real Twitter conversation? I'm going to go back and read it and be offended. Well, it's all on DM. You can't get there. <laughs> that's how that works. Yeah. Well, I have something very nice to say about you. Actually, a giant personal milestone. Me. Uh, that you were telling me just before the show, and I am, I am for one, actually legitimately proud of you. No sarcasm. All right. You told me. Yeah. In a very sincere and legally binding way, <laughs> that from now on you're going to wear pants for every podcast, and that the no pants joke has been retired for all time. I, I want to applaud you, Steve. This was a giant step. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I can't crank up the, the applause machine again. We only have the budget for it once per show. All right, I just want to let you know I'm failing miserably in my du- I'm derelict in my duty today. You are, you are not. You are going to uphold your promise. <laughs> I'm, Why I'm, must you let me down? I am wearing slippers. Oh, this is, you can have the glory days. People will go back and listen to the old podcast, but like, oh, those were the pantsless days, the dark <laughs> times. Before the new Steve came on the scene and upped his game. Uh, it's hot in the studio. What do you want me to do? Oh, I don't know. Let's get a studio that's not in a closet. Hey, Actually, listen. It's the second bedroom now, isn't yes, it? That's right. Yes, this great. is Journey 2 Studio. Man, all right. I, I know lose, you're nervous. I, you got I lose th- track in your mansion, okay? Your turtle money <laughs> mansion. I can't keep track. You're like uh, Gene Rayburn or Wink Martindale with that long microphone with a little bulb on the top. Just, I, you're just babbling. All right. Yeah, I'm making up <laughs> names again. All right. Now, I have the Guam Quarter of Fate and... I, this is. I don't even know what I'm gonna do if I get the normal. You know, if four. You know if, if, <laughs> let's just let fate decide. Just, let's just let it. Let random chance go. Heads, I argue for dry cereal and oh, the American God. way. Tails, I argue for the dereliction of modern Western society <laughs> and uh, wet cereal. You know, if four normal people change to eating it dry after this podcast, that will be four more than are doing it right now. You, do <laughs> you the would math be surprised. Oh, God. All right. Here we God, please, God, let it be heads. <laughs> All right. The quarter is up. <laughs> it's, I swear to God, it's tails. I have to argue for, for soggy cereal? Is that what you're telling me? I don't know how I'm going to argue the other side because here's, there's well, no rational thought involved here. <laughs> All right. Well, here's what I'm going to do. Oh. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to exercise the once-in-a-lifetime quarter override veto that was very deep <laughs> in the subsection of our podcast contract, the one we signed with blood with Satan when we set up this whole thing. <laughs> I remember. I drew a pentagram on the floor, and you appeared first. It was weird. (laughs) I did. I did. But deep in there, we're each allowed (laughs) one lifetime veto. And for this this most important cause, I'm going to throw it out there, unless you'd like to veto my veto, in which case we have to have a sword fight. God, I feel like the governor just called. Okay. (laughs) So there has been a stay. 
All right. All right. So I'm uh, going to. I'll argue dry cereal, and you'll argue soggy cereal. Uh, nor- soggy we're going to just rename it cereal. normal. Normal cereal is what I'm going to argue. That is. You you do not get to control the control the terminology. <laughs> Impression of my cereal choices. All right. All right. I, I, start, you, start off. So take, take me to Soggy This town. is it easy. First of all, I know that your position is always, if 100% of the people are doing things one way and uh, 0.00001% of the people are doing it the other, it can't necessarily be correct just because fate favors those who do things in a group, especially if unanimity is involved. I realize that you like to be that one person who's marching with pants on during this podcast, but (laughs) milk on the cereal is the way it's supposed to be done because the cereal dry is going to be scratchy. Do you want to toss a handful of kitty litter down your throat when you're supposed to be eating breakfast? No, you got to lubricate that, and milk is the perfect, it's nature's lubricant. Don't quote me on that one. But the point is, (laughs) milk will add vitamins to every good, delicious spoonful. Sometimes cereals have a version that come with like like powdered stuff on the nuggets that gets into the milk and makes it taste chocolatey or strawberry-y. Or uh, golden grams, it's like every spoonful is a graham cracker with a gulp of milk with it. Like cereal and milk, they're like peanut butter and jelly. They're like Captain and Tennille. They're like James and Steve. Not anything like James and Steve. That's, <laughs> but that's the way people are supposed to eat. That's the way kids eat it. They get their milk in the same spoonful. They don't have to take a glassful of that ghastly stuff and try to choke it down on the side. You've been out of the parenting game way too long. You know how kids (laughs) eat cereal? They eat it in like one of those cups with the rubber top so they can reach their hand and pull it out without spilling it. That's how they eat it in the middle of church or in car rides. You're not going to give your kid on a long car ride a bowl of cereal with milk in it. That's insanity. That's not how kids consume it. How you teach kids to consume it when they're in their natural state of pure, unbiased like information taking, when they when they learn about the world, you give it to them dry, so you can taste all the flavors. And it, it, it crunches. Some foods are made to crunch, and this is a naturally crunchy food mixed in with marshmallows sometimes for a variety of texture. Why would you drown that out? Is there any other food, any other food on the palate of modern Americans where you take it? You're like, here's what I would normally drink, but instead I'm just going to dump it on my food and eat them together like some kind of heathen. Who does that? And I'm not, not I'm not talking about gravy, which cannot be, you know. Uh, how how dare you take gravy out liquid, of this? But like, like a glass of water, a glass of orange juice, you're going to pour any of those things over any other food? No. So why would you do it with cereal? It makes no sense. First of all, when I was at Marquette University, I did eat cereal that had beer poured over it. So you can't tell me there's no other liquid that can be involved in this process. That explains so much about your education. <laughs> Second of all, your whole argument is based upon kids from the age of zero to two. And I'm saying, I'm just doing some quick math here, and I know that you creative writing majors, the closest you come to math is figuring out word count, and how can you make it so that you are just one word above the word count so you satisfy the minimum criteria? But zero to two, if people live to the age of 80, that is .025. That's .025% of the life that you're talking about. What about the rest of life, where people don't have to worry about spilling Cheerios into the car seat? I don't know how you drive or what kind of weird proclivity you have, but most people need to eat cereal at the breakfast table or at the counter or someplace where civilized adults eat. Adulthood takes up the bulk of your life. It, sure, 
for kids who are one year old, I give them the Cheerios in the little sippy cup with the rubber thing on the top. And you know what? They're still going to figure out a way to chew it up and spit it onto your Corinthian leather, or they're going to vomit at some point, and it's all going to come onto your scotch-guarded carpeting. So that only saves a little bit of the mess. So Adults? What, what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing oh, what is you, reversed okay, a little Dr. bit Freud. into this argument, and you've already conceded for the first part of human life. <laughs> and cereal should be eaten dry. So I'm glad we're in agreement there. For children, dry cereal is best. But what about if you're an adult and you're eating cereal in the car? Are you going to nope. take a gallon of milk and pour that? Have you never once, <laughs> never once in your life, consumed cereal in your car on the way to work? Not one time. Other than in like bar form, like uh, those uh, cereal bars, no. Because you know there why? Are lots of people. Who eat it dry on the way to work. No. It is amazing. Oh Delicious. My. You get all the flavors. Why do you even buy different flavors if you're just going to drown it in milk? All you taste is the milk. What's the point in that? Why wouldn't Why you, you just drink the milk? You're Why? drinking lumpy milk. That's what you're doing. Lumpy milk. Who would want that? Oh, and like if you're at a truck stop, you lift that milk up at the end and you drink it right out of the bowl. That is the crown jewel. That is the reward at the end of all this. Who needs to eat cereal in the car? Why don't you eat lasagna in the car? Just, <laughs> that would be amazing. I'm going to be a millionaire with my car lasagna recipe. And you're going to be sorry. I will be out of this podcast. That will be in the lasagna business. No, you can't do it because it's impossible. Nobody has to eat cereal. If you're in your car, you get an Egg McMuffin like everyone else on Earth gets. Or you just get a hot dog at the gas station, one of those your roller grill things. I disagree. That's why you're going to die by 60 and I'm going to be <laughs> immortal because I'm eating dry cereal and you're eating McMuffins, okay? Out of a little a sippy cup, stuff. I'm sure. Or you get a Ziploc baggie that uh, your wife puts together Have for you, you in the okay, morning. Let me say this. I've tried cereal with milk and without milk. Have you ever had dry cereal? Of course I've had tried? dry cereal. In times of, like, drought and famine. Walk me through when you had dry cereal. What were the circumstances that you ate dry cereal? Out of milk. Three words. Okay. And what was your life like when you ate it without milk? It was was horrific. It was horrific. (laughs) I I almost dehydrated. Choke it down and live to... To eat another day. Oh, uh, you might as well eat those little silicone gel packs that come in your sneakers to keep them uh, dry. That uh, they they de whatever the word is to take moisture what, out of the air. What magical process does the milk take the cereal through that making it soggy? Uh, a soggy soup somehow improves it. A cold soggy soup. Let me walk you through basic biology. That carbon-based organisms need water to live. Milk adds fluid. It gives you that life-sustaining fluid while you're eating dry cereal, which is going to suck all the fluid right out of your digestive system. Yeah, I, I don't think you realize how cups work. Like, why do we have cups if you're not going to fill them with liquid? Why would yes, you? I, I have a cup of liquid there. So again, like when you eat, when you eat Thanksgiving dinner, do you take it all and shove it in a blender, pour in your, your glass of water and your turkey and your stuffing and your mashed potatoes, just blend it all up and eat it as a soup? No. You eat each thing separately because they have their own taste and texture. So when I eat my cereal, I have my dry cereal by the spoonful or by the handful if I'm feeling saucy. And then I've got my milk in a cup separate. Ready as a a palate cleanser. Why would I want to combine those things? What would that accomplish? Wow. If eating with a spoon is your idea of saucy, I just feel awful for your wife. 
You know what? She is a lucky woman. <laughs> I am not ruining the cereal she, she so graciously supplies. I would not insult her to say thank you for buying this. Now I'm just going to slather it in milk so I can't taste a thing. I can just picture you licking the underside of the spoon while making googly eyes across the breakfast table. <laughs> I, I, I'm confused at how your marriage works, but it truly scares me. <laughs> And the only express face your wife is going to make at you is one of repulsion as you as you slurp up the the milk like you're some kind of like large mangy cat. What? What? <laughs> All right. This is starting to deteriorate. Yes, yes, it is. It started when you started mixing your your cereal with your milk. All right. So let me just summarize your point of view that before the age of one, children should not eat cereal with milk. All right. Check. Premise two, that you can now eat it in the car, that uh, somehow you have to get your cookie crisp when you are in the car because you can't have anything that is sausage, egg, and biscuit based because apparently that makes you die. But dying in a traffic accident because you just dump frosted flakes all over your lap, that's not going to kill you? It's, it's... Is, that, is that how you envision cereal going? I feel like your life is one of those, those infomercials where somebody's like, Boy, I can't pick something up out of the cupboard. This is too hard. And it, like, you know, goes flying everywhere because they need the, the cupboard cup picker-upper device for nineteen ninety nine. with the applause machine, yes. This is, this, is, this is you right now. No, those were peripheral arguments. I was, just, I was trying to stair-step you towards enlightenment. Baby step one, let's acknowledge that small children like dry cereal. Baby step two, adults in cars enjoy dry cereal. Three, baby step three, dry cereal is superior to all other forms of cereal. Please accept it and live a superior life. I'm trying to help you for once. For once, I'm not even putting you down. I'm just trying to lead you to be a better you. I can only open the door. I can't make you walk through it, Steve. I can't. You know what you hear? It's the sound of dumbfounded is what you hear. <laughs> yeah. It's the sound of me winning an argument. Well, with yourself, perhaps, but not with the four listeners who are also staring dumbfounded at their phones right now. You know what? They probably stopped, they probably stopped five minutes ago to go <laughs> eat themselves some dry cereal because they were so inspired. All right. But I'm here changing lives. That's all this is, changing well, lives. Then they're dying of thirst right now because that's not the way God intended it they to have, be. They have cups, Steve. We have cups. What does your cupboard look like? Do you own a cup? Do you have any? Why go through a two-step process when you can make it one? Pick up that saucy spoon of yours and get a little bit of milk with your cereal example already do you do you eat other foods separately or do you mash them all together do you dip oreos in milk okay there's a difference there what one i don't but two (laughs) you dip it you don't take your oreos mush them up toss them in a bowl of milk and then eat it like soup have you ever heard of anyone eating oreo soup no you lightly dip your oreo for for a coating of milk and then eat it like there's no no comparison for Cheerio soup and Oreo soup. There's no correlation there. Hold on, I'm still thinking through this Oreo soup thing. It's not bad. <laughs> Listen, we got to get out of here. This argument can't possibly go anywhere other than chasing its own tail at this point because there is clearly only one correct answer. You are correct in that. We'll agree that I am right. Thank you for conceding that point. It was very big of you. Now, you carried us in. Am I carrying us out? Can I trust you with it? Can I can I trust you with this grand responsibility? Yeah, absolutely. I, I take that as a no, but go ahead. Go ahead. I'm worn out. 
Tell us what you think, or actually tell James what you think, because I already know what you think, and it, he's going to need a little bit of convincing here. Get a hold of him on Twitter, at Exploding Unicorn without the E, or get a hold of him on Facebook, Exploding Unicorn, spelled just the way it is in the Encyclopedia Britannica with the E. Or get in touch with me. Just tell me how much you are saddened that I have to be saddled with James Breakwell as my co-host. I'm at Steve Olivas. Olivas is O-L-I-V-A-S. We will come back next next week, despite the fact that this is really getting out of control. But what are we going to talk about next week, James? Just give me some, a little bit of foreshadowing. I, I don't know. I don't even know if we're ever going to speak again after this. This might be our impasse. Well, you're going to have a mouthful of dry cereal, and I challenge you to whistle Yankee Doodle Dandy after eating one of those. I can do it with milk. Until then, this is Steve Olivas. <laughs> you listen to yourself. James Breakwell. Oh, let me just punch your mic off here. Saying thank you for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.